Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, my church family. I greet you in the name and in the love and the peace of Jesus Christ. And for our, our daily word today, I want to share with you from what is, is truly one of my, my favorite stories from the ministry of Jesus here on, uh, on earth as he's physically present, the incarnate Christ. And it's the story of the wedding at Cana of Galilee and I love this so much because it shows these very real human relationships and dynamics. And something really interesting happens between Jesus and his, uh, his mother, Mary. So they go to this wedding. The, the steward starts to run out of, of wine. And this is a big deal. This is very embarrassing to the couple that during their wedding celebration, they would run out of wine. And so Mary is very concerned for them and she wants Jesus to get involved. In fact, she says to him, uh, they have no more wine. Jesus says, John chapter two, verse four, dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. And essentially Mary doesn't take no for an answer. She says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Well, he tells them to take the, the jars of water that are for purification, these jugs of, of water, which is very interesting in itself that this ceremonial washing is actually gonna be, it's gonna be a part of God doing this amazing work of, of transformation and it shows us something there, I think, about the fact that our transformation can't just be by empty ceremony, that it has to be as we connect with, yield to, follow Jesus Christ, the risen Savior. But if we stick with the story here, we see that she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Jesus, he actually doesn't argue with her from that point. When she first asks, he says, you know, it's not my time yet. It's not time yet for me to reveal who I am. It's not time for me to begin my public ministry. It's just, it's not the time yet. But then once she engages the servants, Jesus doesn't, doesn't argue with her. Why, why is that? I mean, think about this now. He actually essentially changes the timetable, the timeline of his revelation of his public ministry. This is the first time that Jesus displays the glory of the one and only Son of God. He changes that timeline and he does that for his mom. Why? Why would he do that? And I believe that Jesus here is fulfilling the command that is laid out for us in the Ten Commandments that we're reminded about again and again to honor our father and mother. I think that's what he's doing here with his mom. He's fulfilling that command to, to honor her. And, and if Jesus would actually change the timeline of his ministry in order to honor his mother, there must be something really important going on here. There must be something really important. You know, we just read recently in, go, uh, rather in Ephesians uh, chapter six, Right at the beginning of chapter six, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. 
for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. Now, we, we sometimes, parents, we stop there and we say, hey kids, you need to read uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, and then we maybe stop before we get to, to verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. What's this all about? Well, I think that this is a pretty strong signal that part of what human thriving requires is the family, that it is a part of, of the structure that God has built into creation that, that would enable us to thrive. If God sees something as very important, then we can be sure that it is very important for human striving. And this has been shown again and again in, in study after study that the family unit is so very important that, that a child that has, has parents, especially that has two parents, or that at least has one solid parent, uh, that, that, that that child will, will do much better. There's, there's even a study not too long ago that has laid out what, what it's been called the success sequence, and that is finish school, get married, then have children. Do things in that order, and you are much less likely to end up in poverty. And so, you know, for lots of different economic, psychological reasons, the family is so very important. And, and I'm convinced as well that part of the breakdown of our society, of our culture, part of uh, the, the issue of the difficulties that we are dealing with in our culture uh, has to do with the breakdown of the family. And, and this is not to be judgmental. This is not to condemn. This is not to come down on anybody. This is really about our calling as Christians, as followers of Jesus. Uh, there are so many single moms that are struggling, that are doing their best to raise their kids and to do it well and to give their, their children a, a real shot at having a life where they, they can thrive. Well, we need to come alongside them, right? We, this is a part of our ministry. True religion, right, is, as the scriptures tell us, is about caring for the widow and the orphan and keeping ourselves pure in this, uh, in this broken world. And so part of our care for orphans is to come around children, to come around families where there is brokenness and there is need, to come around children and support and encourage them and enable them to thrive. Where there are no fathers, men, that we would step up and that we would, we would serve as those, those uncles, those male figures that, that are, are serving kids and mentoring them. Uh, we, we, we need to step up. Uh, we need to step up. And that's why, you know, I'm so, I'm so blessed by and proud of what we're, we're doing in our partnership with Vera Beach Elementary School, with uh, just greeting the kids, with mentors. And, and, and I'm so excited about what God has in mind for our connections with ministries to children in our area, the, the Homeless Children's Coalition, but also Safe Families for Children. 
most of the families that they serve, in fact, it's almost exclusively, are, are families where there is a single mom. And, and that's a, a ministry where we can come around that family and we can support them and encourage them. The whole goal of it is to, to keep families whole, to, to not uh, have um, kids wind up in foster care, to actually help to keep that family whole. And, and if you're watching this and you're not a part of, of our immediate church family, you're like in our extended church family, then, then just know that there are opportunities all around you. And I want to encourage us in this. This has to be, this has to be why God declares that families are so important. Honor your father and mother. Uh, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. Don't come down on them and crush them, right? This is, this is key to human thriving. And so I, I want to bring this challenge before us and encourage us in this. And, and may God give us guidance. May God show us the doors that he, he wants us to walk through, opportunities of ministry. And may we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, have the faith and the confidence to step into those, uh, those opportunities of ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, church family. Uh, I love you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.